and welcome to the Threes on Fire podcast, uh, along with Sedell Boyd and the returning John Eli. I am Irving Henderson. Uh, first things first, I want to uh, I want to say, I, and, and I apologize for missing it last week. Uh, I did have it written down, but we were so wrapped up into, uh, I don't know, just trying to have a real positive show coming off of our uh, two-week uh, vacation. Uh, I meant to send uh, out a uh, rest in peace and condolences uh, to the family of hip-hop legend Biz Marquis. Uh, he passed away uh, last week. Um, I did not know. I did not know until, uh, I guess until, until the news came out, I didn't know that he was from South Jersey. Uh, he was, uh, he's from Egg Harbor Township and he grew up a Philadelphia sports fan. And I did not know that until, uh, about a week ago. So, uh, definitely, uh, want to say uh, rest in peace to Bismarck. He definitely made uh, his, no pun intended, mark on the early days of hip-hop. Well, let's start the show off, as usual, with our scores from Friday night's Major League Baseball action. It was the Philadelphia Phillies over the Atlanta Braves, 5-1. to one. Zach Wheeler, seven innings pitched. He struck out eight. Bryce Harper with three stolen bases in this game. Now, I was at the game last night, and there was a guy behind me who uh, did a fan duel bet, uh, the over-under on Zach Wheeler's strikeout total for the game was 7.5. So uh, he took the over, which meant Wheeler had to get eight strikeouts. It came down to the last batter he faced, or my man behind me, was going to lose money. We were all, you know, it was hilarious. Like, he was going through it. I have never heard somebody go through it over one strikeout in my entire life. He was, like, screaming, please don't lose this money for me. But he got the money. He should have brought everybody in the row of beer, you know, seeing as though he got paid last night. Uh, Phillies get back to 500. Uh, they are still in second place in the National League East. Uh, a possible move may be coming. Uh, we'll find out, I guess, before this weekend is over if the Phillies have made any trades to try and make a push to win the division. Uh, it was the Chicago Cubs eight, the Arizona Diamondbacks three, the Diamondbacks continuing to lose on the road. Uh, the Baltimore Orioles had won one, one of their last 10 home games well, make it two out of the last 11 now as they beat the Washington Nationals 6-1, to one, Pat Valleca with two home runs. Speaking of a two-home run game, Rafael Devers had two home runs for the Red Sox as they beat the New York Yankees 6-2. to two. It was the San Diego Padres 5, the Miami Marlins 2, the Cincinnati Reds 6, the St. Louis Cardinals 5. Tampa Bay Rays get six runs in the ninth inning as they beat the Cleveland Indians, we'll get to that in a minute, by a final of 10-5. to five. Uh, The New York National League team beat the Toronto Blue Jays 3 to nothing. It was the Minnesota Twins 5, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Can they just call themselves the Los Angeles Angels already? Uh, uh, 4, the Twins winning 5-4. to four. It was 
a grand slam from Tyrone Taylor in the seventh inning as the Milwaukee Brewers take out the Chicago White Sox seven to one. The Kansas City Royals five, the Detroit Tigers three. Uh, the Texas Rangers suffered their 10th straight loss as they fell to the Houston Astros seven to three. It was the Pittsburgh Pirates over the San Francisco Giants six to four. Uh, tenth inning home run from Charlie Blackman. Uh, gets the Colorado Rockies over the Los Angeles Dodgers 9-6. to six, And it was the Seattle Mariners 4 and the Oakland A's 3. Speaking of the Cleveland Indians, starting next <laughs> season, they will go by the name of the Cleveland Guardians. Now, I, I, I get it. It's, it's, it's time. Listen, it's time for these teams to move away from these Native American nicknames, and I get that. The Guardians. The Gu- <laughs> you had several years to come up with a name, and the best you could come up with was the Guardians. Uh, uh, you got was, uh, Guardians. Hey, well. I think it's because the last three letters are, you know, matching to the Indian, so they had to keep it. I mean, that's the only excuse. And it's named after a highway thing. Yeah, there's like a, a, like a, a, a statue that they have on a bridge, and it's like the guardians of traffic or whatever. The guardians. Oh, my goodness. But you know what? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> man, that's bad. Now, like, now we be now we be thinking of the Guardians of the Galaxy when. <laughs> when <laughs> yep, exactly. You know, Gamora's gonna be warming up in the bullpen in the seventh <laughs> inning. Like, what in the, are you? But listen, here, here's 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 my issue with it. Here's here's my issue with it, and uh-huh. it just it just comes across as lazy. It, it just it, yeah. it, it really comes across as least. Now, it's I really remember easy. when the uh, when the Sonics moved to Oklahoma City and they became the Thunder. That was a that was a pretty cool name. And then they debuted the logo, and it was like, what "The hell is that? <laughs> what the hell is what, what is that? Like y'all couldn't like your name is the Thunder." And you don't have any weather-related thing going on in your logo. It's just OKC with the word thunder on top of it. I just yeah, yeah. Uh, Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Well, the Cleveland Guardians uh, will start play next season. Uh, so is their mascot going to be Groot? <laughs> Listen, I... I don't even know, man. I don't know. Like they have a mascot already, and and God, their mascot is hideous. I don't know if he's going to stick around, but either way, just the Guardians, the Cleveland Guardians. Jesus Christ Almighty! Oh. All right, well, uh, the opening ceremony for the Tokyo Olympics uh, took place Friday night. Uh, although a few events have already begun, uh, the United States women's soccer team got off to a bad start. They got shut out by Sweden in their first game, three to nothing. They did, however, bounce back with a six to one win over New Zealand. The USA men's basketball team gets a roster boost with Devin Booker, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday joining the team. Following their NBA Finals appearance, they play France at 8 a.m. on Sunday morning. 
Well, the NFL is not playing around this year when it comes to their COVID protocol. Uh, Unlike last season, the league will not make major schedule shifts to accommodate teams with outbreaks within their rosters. Games could end up canceled with the team who has the outbreak being given a forfeit loss. Also, any unvaccinated players who break protocol will be fined uh, $14,650 for each offense. They are not screwing around this year. And, you know, Sadell, we talked about it last week about uh, Aaron Nola and, like, this flat-out refusal by some people to get vaccinated. Now, I understand it. I get it. Yeah. But at the same time, you, you do have to know, like, we're going to stay in this crap, right, until things change. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and I, I get some people out there still think, like, hoaxes don't last for over a year. Right. They don't, <laughs> they don't last for over a year. You know, a, little, a couple months, maybe, it, it's been over a year now, almost a year and a half. Like and it's starting to spiral out of control again. Again, please be responsible out here, people. All right. Uh, finally, we're going to close the opening segment. Uh, the NHL released their full schedule on Thursday, and the expansion Seattle Kraken. That's now. See, there's a good name. There yes. is a good franchise name, the Seattle Kraken. Like that sounds like you know somebody's going to get like checked. All the way into the boards with that name, the Kraken. The yeah. Seattle Kraken will play their first game on October the 12th when they face the Vegas Golden Knights. But that is not why we're talking about hockey. here. The New York Islanders are moving into a brand new arena and they will open the UBS. 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 The UBS arena against the Calgary Flames on November 20th. Now. This is over a full month after the season begins, and that means the Islanders will play their first 13 games on the road. Who did that? Like, who who sat there, made this schedule, and said, road, 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 road. How are they? Like, they don't get a home game for a month? A month. Well, their stadium is not going to be, you know, maybe the stadium's not, you know, uh, ready yet. That's why they're waiting a month. I don't know. I mean, yeah, and, and, that's, and that's, that's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah. Like, how is your arena not going to be ready by the time you start the season? Yeah. I mean, I'm certain they play, they're playing preseason games, so – they're going to be on the road in the preseason as well. Like that's, that's just sickening 13 yeah. in a row on the road to start the season. And and th- that's the kind of thing that, you know, will kill a team's playoff chances right off the bat. Like you can't, you can't, you can't make the playoffs the first month of a season, but you can put yourself in a position to not even sniff the playoffs within that first month of the season. And we're talking five weeks, 13 games, not a single one of them at home. Man, who did the Islanders piss off? Uh, Like, I mean, listen, Gary Bettman, I know, like, 
hockey fans hate Gary Bettman. And they I don't really mean like I don't mean like the playful way like fans boo Roger Goodell at the NFL draft. No. Hockey fans no. hate Gary Bettman. <laughs> like, like it's, it's unreal, man. Well, 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 you know, he got booed during his announcement of the Seattle Kraken. I was like, oh, look, this is standard. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, I mean, Bettman gets booed when he's presenting the Stanley Cup. <laughs> like, oh, man. How does the commissioner get booed at, like, the championship ceremony? Like I don't ever recall, I don't ever recall any any other commissioner get like I don't Roger Goodell doesn't get booed when they hand out the Lombardi trophy. No, you know, he only gets booed on draft day. This draft day. Like Gary Bettman just like <laughs> they just, they just can't everywhere. everywhere he goes. Expansion <laughs> draft, regular draft, uh, they're handing out the Stanley Cup. He probably gets booed when he pulls out of the driveway of his house in the morning. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, um, the NBA finals happened and we're going to talk about it. Uh, I got to say, um, I don't really know how to attack this because I'm still pissed off at the Sixers right now. Not as much as I was a while back, but, uh, you know, You're upset. we got to do our yep. due diligence, and uh, we're going to talk about the NBA Finals. Sit tight. You are listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. All right, we're back with the Threes on Fire podcast. Um, Sidel, you all right over there, buddy? You sound a little under the weather, man. You good? <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to maintain, man. I am under the weather. Listen, man, uh, summer cold, absolute worst. I feel for you, man. Get some orange juice in your system. You know, do something because, you know, well, just try to try to hold it together as best as you can, you know, because these next two segments, you know, you're going to be all over them. So, you know, just, you know, hit the hit, hit your mute button if you need to. If you got a call for anything like that, just, you know, just try to step away from the microphone. Um. Well, the NBA Finals ended uh, on Tuesday night, and the Suns started off with a 2-0 series lead. They never won another game as the Bucks won the series uh, four games to two. Uh, truth be told, uh, I'm looking at the turn series being game five. Suns had a 16-point lead at home. At home, yeah. and they blew yeah. it. And Sadell, one of the things we talked about last week was Phoenix could not afford to lose Game Five because we both agreed that if they lost Game Five, they weren't going to win Game Six, and they didn't. Right. Right. All right. Well, it was the Bucks' first championship since 1971. The Phoenix Suns are now 0 and 3 in their team history in the finals. Each series loss coming in six games. Well, we can't sit up here and talk about the finals and not talk about Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, he had one of the greatest performances in finals history in game six. 50 points, 14 rebounds, five block shots. He was clearly 
the finals MVP. He had three games in this series where he scored at least 40 points and had at least 10 rebounds. Yes. Amazing yes. performance. That yeah, was, it, was, it, was, it was an amazing performance, not just in game six, but throughout the entire series. Right. Yeah. I agree. So, so now, revisiting the conversation we had last week, now the block on the attempted alley-oop to Aiton that Giannis had, it's bigger yeah. now. Now it means a lot more. Yeah, more that means now. a lot more. Now it means more. All right, so, fellas, I have uh, five questions as we uh, not just look back on the finals, but just um, in a general sense, uh, just figure out where we are right now. And my first question to you guys is, can Giannis lay claim now to being the best player in the league? I mean, can we sit here right now and say that Giannis – is the best player in the NBA? Ooh. Ooh. That's a toughie. I mean, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> okay. Say I yes. mean, now, if not, who? If not Giannis, who? I mean, right. That's, that's the thing. We know that LeBron is uh, gradually getting older and Agent Moore, and he he's on his way down. Uh, mm-hmm. Can we bring up Durant? I was gonna say KD. KD is the the one that's right there. Um, because KD, I feel like KD is still in his prime. Right, but uh, he doesn't impact the game defensively as much as Giannis does. Mm-hmm. Or uh, I mean, I would say. Not even as much as far as distributing the ball, but KD, he uh, a decent passing ability. But uh, we haven't seen KD win without having a super team. So okay, we've seen Giannis just now win with basically it's kind of weird to call it, but a regular team, <laughs> a solid team. Call- I wouldn't right. call it a regular because they did add Drew Holiday. Yeah, and, 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 and Holiday is Holiday may be, I mean, he was he an all star. So yeah. he yeah. helped them out a lot. Oh yeah, but, for sure. Yeah. Drew was that yeah. Drew was yeah. That it's definitely not a super team. Yeah. Drew is not a well balanced. Drew is not like a franchise player on his own. That's what I mean. Like yeah. right. Durant is with two other players that could be considered franchise players. Well, one for sure. Uh, yeah. No, two. No, you, you you got it too because even to a certain extent, I mean, he's a little flaky. But <laughs> Kyrie was considered a franchise player. He was. He was. He was. Yeah. He was considered a franchise player on two um, teams, mind you. Right. So, um. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna have to say. Yeah. Yeah. Giannis. Proved, um, he proved throughout this entire playoff run that right now, right now, yes, he's the best player in the league. He is. Uh, you can make a case for other guys, but all of those guys were sitting at home. Exactly. You know, I got to, I got to go with the guy that showed improved in the playoffs. 
Off of one foot. Specific- well, well, off of one footstep, but yeah. Because okay. if KD's foot was back a little bit further, uh, to be honest, yeah. uh, to be yeah, honest, we would all be having a different conversation. But his foot was, you know, his foot was on the line, so. I'll have to agree with it for now, but we'll find out what happens next year. Yeah, uh, what's going to happen? What's going to go well, on? Okay, need to wear shoes a size too big. That's his own fault. All right, listen, 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 and 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 I think that that came up a lot. That came up a lot um, about how yeah. just how the inches in sports can make the difference because if Kevin Durant's foot if if Durant's foot was six inches further back we're not talking about the Bucks winning this championship because they would have been done and we may be sitting here talking about Kevin Durant possibly being the best player in the NBA but he didn't the Bucks won and they are they're now the champions. All right, so question number two. Now, Sidell, it was uh, about a month and a half ago. Uh, yeah. We went over the 50 greatest player list. We looked at the old list, right? We looked at the old list. We talked mm-hmm. about players from today, and we revised the top 50 list. Um, we did not have Giannis on our top 50 list. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Not in, we, does he belong does. on this list now? I believe he does. And the crazy part was we didn't even think of it to mention Giannis. And he already has had two MVPs, and we didn't even think to put him on. <clears throat> we brought him up, and it was like, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, no. And and I think. <laughs> so quickly, it was like, oh, man. That was I was. That's premature now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's, well, he's we're definitely gonna... – I mean, other players, I mean, on the list can be like I have two MVPs, uh, defensive mm-hmm. player of the year, and now finals MVP. All right. Yep. Well, uh, I, think, I think the last guy that we put in that – the last guy to make the list was Walt Frazier. I think I think Walt Frazier may have to tumble out and and Giannis goes goes on, but I think uh, I think uh, we'll 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 go over it again before right. the NBA season starts because it will be the uh, what is it, the seventy fifth anniversary 75th of the league anniversary of the league, right? Yeah. So we'll 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 revisit that conversation, but yeah, I, I kind of think. Winning the finals MVP in the way that he won it. Yeah. Plus he's already plus he's already a two time MVP. Yeah. Yeah, he gotta uh be in consideration to go on that list now. Plus what's uh well plus what's uh scary about Giannis is wait till he gets a mid range jumper. Yeah, if he ever develops any Similar to any jump shot. Mm-hmm. Good, good Man. night. <laughs> well, at, at, at least he's willing to take them. Oh my God. God here, here we go. 
Oh my God, man! I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I promise, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not. I'm not even gonna say his name. All right, so let's move on. To, let's move on to the third question. I'm, I'm not, fellas. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. I, I could. I'm not. I'm not. I listen. I've been, you know, I've been grappling with it all week. I'm not gonna do it. I promise. I'm not gonna do it. Uh, all right. So third question. Uh, are the Suns one and done here, or can they reload for another finals run? They one and done for now. <laughs> That's just the West is is man. They can reload. It's, it's they re- can reload. Well, they can still reload. Oh, they can reload. The chances well, of them making it back to back, or yeah, making it back to back. Uh, well, I'm not even saying back to back. I'm just saying, like, you know, we've seen teams, you know, uh, like the Raptors from a few years ago, uh, make their run, get their championship, and then that was it. You know, look at uh, look at uh, look at OKC. They made their final run, and then that was it. Now they had some, you know, close calls, yeah. but. The question is, at any point within the next few years, can the Suns reload and make another run? I, I'm, I'm looking I at the, the I, I'm looking at the landscape of the West, and I think they can. I think they can, especially having a guy like Booker. Yeah. But if if Booker is in another situation where his complementary players are giving him nothing. Then he's you know he's AI two point Yeah, and that's well, when you start. Well, and that's when you start. Uh, you know, well, the team's gonna get better. So, you know, uh, 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 that's the only thing I saw. They were young; yeah. they're gonna get better. Well, what I was gonna now say see, he's, he's see, not gonna be good. Oh, I was just gonna say, well, he he doesn't really have that that uh uh he's he's not gonna be in an AI situation. That's the words I'm trying to look for because he already has uh, a DeAndre Ayton. He has dudes like uh, Cam Johnson and and Michael Bridges, already young players that's developing, and they have actual like real talent. They aren't just like a bunch of scrappy role players thrown together. These guys. Well, are, I uh, I get that. These I get that, have, but I'm not. I'm not saying. Uh, I'm not saying like that. That he's playing with a bunch of role players. The point that I meant about uh, as far as the AI comparison is, if those complementary players, because he's the superstar, like, there, there's no denying that he's the superstar of the team. If the guys yeah. around him aren't like aren't giving anything, you saw it in this series. The Suns can't win like that. It's not. It's no. not gonna. It's not gonna sustain itself long enough. So that was my. That was my like line towards AI because if AI's complimentary guys around him were bringing scoring to the table as like, and and not. I don't mean they had to score twenty a night, but you got to do something. Like it yeah, can't yeah. be a thing where. You are the only person touching the ball here in the fourth quarter, and I'm gonna. Right. We're, they're gonna force you to take bad shots. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of which, 
during the finals run, I saw there's a lot of a lot of plays Booker didn't touch the ball. And I'm like, why mm-hmm. is he not touching the ball? Right. And and the guys were just jacking up some some like why is Jay Crowder pulling up for five, six threes? What what who told you to keep taking those shots? He did. I, you know, I, 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 all right. You can't even be really bad at no, it. He gets like on these streaks sometimes where, so it's almost like he has to get up these shots to get on the streak. Now, Cam Johnson. Yeah, but, have been but you know, you know that goes both ways, right? I know, yeah. I know. But you know, streaky streaks go both ways. Like, if you're not hitting them. In the same direction and, and brick or, or just. Yeah, brick like five or six in a row, and you know, mm-hmm. breaks on the other the other way. Especially when you talk about threes, because it's long rebounds, yeah. all that, all that type stuff. Yep. No, no, but but yeah. he has, he has a burgeoning running mate. Like I mean, you know, Chris Paul is older, so he's gonna like phase out. I don't even know if he, well, if he, if he might be a free agent. Is he is? He might. Yeah. Okay. He is a free so agent. Necessarily, yeah, but um, Cam Johnson, man, I was kind of impressed with with him, man. Like, I think uh, mm-hmm. he could easily develop into that that scoring mate that uh, mm-hmm. Booker's going to need. And uh, I still think Aiton is, is going to grow. Like, after being pretty much punked by Giannis in a couple games, <laughs> I mean, I think he's he's going to grow from that. And uh, oh, he definitely got punked. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, for the last After, games, he got, it's, it's, then he got in foul yeah. trouble. Yeah, but uh, you know, if you come back with some some animosity, you know, you kind of like want to redeem yourself. So I think uh, that's going to spur him to keep, you know. <clears throat> so I, well, I don't think that. I don't think that Booker's going to be, like, alone. Like, so, you know, before I said I don't think they're going to be, like, back-to-back. So, but mm-hmm. I think maybe within three years from now, they might be back. They might be able to get back by that point because all those players will be mature now. So they'll be much more developed in their games, much more uh, poised coming you know, uh, 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 like playoff games and series. So they're just going to have to take some more lumps in the next couple of years. But uh, they'll be back, but not immediately, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They'll be back. Yeah. They'll definitely be back. All right. Uh, speaking of Chris Paul, got to ask this question. And I know, you know, I know it's a team game, but. Got to ask this question about him personally. How damaging is being a part of another blown 2-0 series lead and this time coming in the finals? How damaging is that to uh, Chris Paul's legacy? Um, Well, it's not not all his fault. Let's just say that. So, I mean. Yeah. uh, uh... Uh, so the last, yeah, so like the last like few games, I did notice he was missing those guaranteed buckets that he normally gets, and 
there were some turnovers he shouldn't have done. I was like, I was like, that's not Chris Paul. Right. But, well, one yeah. thing I say is, you know, I recognize obviously, you know, it, it's a team game. It, the whole team lost that series, not one person. But one thing that we do, uh, just as fans and you know people who talk about sports, we point the finger at individuals for good or bad whenever we choose to. Yeah. Whenever we choose to, you know, we say, "Hey, okay." It was him. He's the reason why. And we could completely forget about everybody else and point the finger at this one player. I'm not going to say that it's damaging to his legacy as a player. I don't like the fact that he walked off the court without shaking anyone's hand. I think that is, you know, going to be the thing that people will look at and say there's a bad look for him because he looks like a sore loser. Yeah. But I didn't but yeah, I didn't for him to finally get his chance at a ring, I mean short of I mean short of going to LA in the West, you know, I don't I don't know where else he could go if he's gonna try to, you know, get a championship. I don't I don't see where Chris Paul can fit in right now if his goal is to win a championship. I mean, he could pull a KD. <laughs> if, he, if you can't beat him, join him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he could. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we know Chris Paul. Is, Chris Paul. It's one thing about Chris Paul, and he is about his bread also. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be like trying to put, play for the veteran min, veterans minimum and just so that he can uh, ride their bench. Well, I, I, I yeah. can't say ride their bench, so to speak, but he would because he would be an important player coming off of their bench. Right. <laughs> but yeah. He would just take veterans minimum just to ride their coattails to, to another chip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope that doesn't happen, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see because uh, next week uh, we're going to talk about uh, free agency opening up in the NBA and what are some of the possible moves and trades that could be happening uh, around the league. All right. So final question here. Um, Looked at it. Their roster is pretty much still intact for next season. So can the Bucks run it back next season and repeat? Mm, That's going to be a hard no for me. Because you got okay. a lot of more, because you got a lot of factors in now. Because now mm-hmm. you got the draft, you got free agency, and everybody's going to come back healthy. And you don't know what's going on with the Sixers right now. Is Ben mm-hmm. staying going? Like, there's a whole but. And then, as far as the West goes, everybody's going to come back healthy. So, I mean, they'll be. They'll be in contention. I don't think they're going to win another title next year. Okay. But they do have most of their team coming back, except I think Bobby Portis and somebody else is also a free agent, but uh, DiVincenzo. No, I I think it's, it's, it's not, I don't think it's anybody. I don't think it's anybody major as far as on their roster that, 
that's not no, coming back to... next year. Yeah, I think it's only their bench. Right. Yeah, it won't be their starting five. Mm-mm. But um, yeah. I'm just going to stick with the champs by default and say, yeah. Well, it's, it's going to be interesting. And, John, you, you bring up a very interesting point because I think that uh, the Nets are kind of in a little bit of a rough spot salary cap-wise and yeah. luxury tax-wise as far as being able to bring anybody in. Uh, they're going to lose Dinwiddie. That's definitely going to happen. Dinwiddie is, is gone. Um the Sixers have a lot to figure out this offseason. Uh, is Ben coming back? Is anyone going to offer the Sixers anything close to, you know, value for Ben Simmons? I think I think teams will. The question is, will the Sixers take those offers seriously and make a move? Bradley Beal is talking about, you know, the Sixers being one of the teams he wouldn't be opposed to being traded to. I don't know uh, how that works out. Mm-hmm. But uh, if I had to say it right now, I don't I don't think the Bucks will repeat next year. I don't think the Bucks will repeat next year. I think they have uh, a great shot at it. I think they're going to definitely be in the mix. And we've been talking about Milwaukee being in the mix, you know, for a couple of years now, and they finally got over the hump. Right. I think they're still going to be in that mix. I think right now we're still talking about Philly, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee being the class of the East, and everybody else falls underneath. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. I'm, well, we go ahead. No, what's in? No, I just was going to say I'm going to stick with the champs because they just they have no major questions moving forward. Mm-hmm. Like, the Sixers, like like we all like we all been talking about, have the, we have the Ben Simmons and with the Nets, I mean <laughs> they 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 the thing with the Nets is they so easily injured. They're like injury prone. So they're yep. like they're so fragile. Mm-hmm. Never, you never know if they can make it through a season. But uh the, the the Bucks, not only are their players sturdy, but they fought through this adversity and mm-hmm. become champion through and become champion. And you have a player like Giannis, it's it's hard to knock that off. Mm-hmm. But uh, go ahead and continue. All right, no, I was I was gonna you know I was wrapping the segment up. Um. There it is. So don't forget next week we will uh, talk about free agency and all of these trade rumors that keep popping up, Uh, not just about Ben Simmons, but there are several other star players who are being, you know, talked about in circles of getting shipped off to other teams. And when we talk about Brooklyn, their head case point guard might be on the move. He might be on the move again. I like listen. He's a he's a nut, man. He's a nut, and I honestly think he is likely to get traded this off season, and Brooklyn will find somebody else to play point guard. 
All right. Uh, wow. Sadell's going to give us his uh, top five draft prospects. Uh, John, uh, we got some breaking news. I'll let you pass that on uh, to everybody in our final segment. You are listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. All right, we're back with the Threes on Fire podcast. Going to get you guys out of here, uh, closing this show out. Um, quick programming note in case you did not uh, hear last week's show. Uh, the month of August will be dedicated to the NFL. We are going to uh, start breaking down uh, each division uh, each week, and we will kick off the month of September with our uh, season predictions and hopefully some fantasy talk as well. Uh, from Milton, if we can get him back on the show. Uh, and we're going to start our weekly picks. Now, last year, I came out on top in the weekly pick segment. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to, you know, going to try to defend my title with honor this year. Um, John, uh, what the hell is going on with the Flyers? <laughs> They've made a Boku set of trades. Uh the uh, the one the the most recent one actually makes makes sense to me. All the other trades that we did make absolutely zero sense. Uh, again, I, I get what Fletcher is trying to do, but uh, Jacob Forchek got traded to the Columbus Blue Jackets for Atkinson. Uh, oh well, what is that like the fourth trade this week? We've traded a total of nine assets, and we only got back three players. <laughs> oh my god! So that's gotta be like like the the one that the the one that had me scratching my head. Like, and you had to correct me because I was wrong. I <laughs> thought the Flyers got picks in return for Shane Gostaspare. I did not know that they sent picks and just was like, here, just take them. <laughs> so, so that basically saved us, I believe, a little over $4 million in cap space. Oh, but, but, but I said the same thing. I was like, wait, 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 hold up. <laughs> I had to go back to that page. I was like, wait, wait, we gave them picks just to give up Gosselin's <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, well, I, like, and I, I, for the life of me, I'm like, guys, the spirit are going to get some picks back. And you're like, no, they sent picks. <laughs> <laughs> we sent. So, you got to get rid of somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, oh, we don't want them. I'm like, all right, so how about we give you like two picks? You know, just to take them. Oh, okay. Just take them, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just take them. Now, mm, the mm, mm, mm. the head scratcher for me was when they traded Nolan Patrick. That was the head scratcher for me because mm, he's yeah. young. Like, don't do what you did to a certain goaltender who, you know, clearly, you know, Oh, uh, made a name for himself via Columbus uh, Blue Jackets. He went there too. So I was like, I was like, I have no idea what they're doing. 
97.5 was getting roasted as soon as that trade got announced for the uh, – uh, which trade was that? I think it was the trade before that where mm-hmm. where we gave up a first, a second, and hag for the one defenseman. Now, we do need – Oh, defensive- yeah, that that one, yeah, for, for uh, Ristolainen. I hope I said his yeah. name right. Uh, Rasmus, yeah. So, yeah. so, uh, you know, according to a few of my friends, if we would have gave up a second and hag, that would have been okay. We technically we overpaid for him when we threw them the first. We we completely overpaid for him. Yep. Pick ones. So, yep. so again, we got three players back. Two good defensemen, mm-hmm. but we had, but we had to give up nine. Technically, we gave up nine, nine players for three. Which okay, now and, let me let me let me go ahead and put this in my notebook. Uh, <laughs> let me let me go ahead and write it down by mid December. <laughs> John. Will snap, yes, and do unfiltered, unfiltered on the flyers. I got it. So I expect by mid December we'll be having an unfiltered on the Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Like you, you were ready to snap now in the season. Like we're just in the off season. Yeah, man, because you heard my tone, you know, as soon as I was typing it, I was like, Irv's going to know that I'm upset. It's <laughs> <laughs> bad. This is absolutely – well, I mean, I don't want to say it's bad, but, I mean, well, it's just a lot. Like, it's 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 too many moving pieces, man. You got to have some kind of continuity, man. It's I, well, I, know there's, I know it's a new, you know, a new head coach. He wants to do things his way. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see, but uh, yeah, it's just wow. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it does help out Carter Hart. Hopefully, all yeah. these moves will help out Carter Hart. Hopefully, yeah. So we hope. So we hope this this kid. Oh, this kid is. Uh, you know, he's he's talented. Yes, he's talented, and uh, you know, you hope that he can carry this team to, you know, a championship. And you know what, John? Yeah, I, I think, I think, I think we are going to have an unfiltered on the flyers. Cause I, I have some, <laughs> you know, I got, I got some things I need to get off my chest too, man. <laughs> so hey, sit down, just get ready for that, man. It's coming down the pipe at some point. Yeah. All right. Uh, Eagles combo. Yeah. It might be. The yeah. Eagles combo. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, so, um, Sadell, uh, you you are, and then I tell everybody you are, you know, the basketball guy here. So uh, we have the NBA draft coming up next week. Uh, give us your top five prospects in this year's draft. Yeah, man, and uh, I'm gonna give a minor apology because, I mean, I'm usually up on this scouting thing. It's one of my favorite uh-huh. things to do is uh, scout the young players coming out of college and really try to project how good they might be coming forward. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, you know, due to the way 
college basketball was all kind of convoluted. I mean, everybody knows the, the times we're living in. And mm-hmm. I didn't really get a chance to put my eyes on all of these players as consistently as I would like to. But mm-hmm. uh, I, was, I was able to, like, take a look at, like, you know, some mock drafts and, you know, some scouting reports on a couple of players and uh, the top five prospects that I had uh, come up with are uh, Cade Cunningham from Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. a six a six eight uh, shooting no point guard slash shooting guard, mm-hmm. uh, Jalen Green from the from the G League, a six six shooting guard, Evan Mobley from USC, uh, seven foot mm-hmm. center, Jalen Suggs from Gonzaga, six foot four point guard. And Scotty Barnes from Florida State, 6'9", small forward slash power forward. All right, who's on, who's on the clock? Huh? Who's on the clock? Who's on the clock? Yeah, who got the first pick? Oh, so the first five, pick, the first five teams that are picking are the Pistons, the Rockets, the Cavs, the Raptors, and the Magic. Right, right. That's right. The Pistons won the uh, the draft lottery. Almost forgot about that. Yeah, yeah the so, Pistons. Yuppie. So the Pistons need all the help they can get in any way. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Same, same for the Rockets. That the Cavs already have a couple of interesting young pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Raptors. Uh, I don't know what they're like plan is because they have a mix of veteran players and some like players that's just coming into their prime. So uh, I don't know how that influences their draft pick. And then the Magic are another team that kind of just needs as much help as they can get. But what I'm seeing is out of these prospects now, uh, well, the trend is continuing that uh, teams are going with more of the Point guard, bigger point guards, and point uh, forward type players. Point forwards, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's why that's why Cade Cunningham is the top prospect. He he's one of those point forward type players, and mm-hmm. uh, you know the the boy Suggs from Gonzaga is another big point guard, and then you have those players like uh, that the mobile centers, uh, the, the guy. Uh, Evan Mo- Evan Mobley, mm-hmm. he's he's tall, but he's only two hundred fifteen pounds. So <laughs> lightweight. Yeah, he's a string bean. Two hundred fifteen pounds. Right. He's a toothpick. Hey, listen, <laughs> he man. Built like Sean Bradley. <laughs> he, it's like uh, remember when Ke- Kevin Garnett first came in the league? Oh, right. Yeah, he was a uh, he was tiny. Yeah. Well, see, you gotta understand something though. It's a different now. Now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna overly defend him, but right. Sean Bradley would uh-huh. be a better player in today's NBA than he was then, because then you had the the big men that pounded the paint. Oh, you yeah. know, the guys like Shaq and and uh, Ewing and Robinson. Those guys lived in the paint. Yeah. Today. Today, you have more centers playing outside the paint than ever before. 
Yeah. Correct. You know, this con this concept of a stretch five. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not saying he would have been good. I'm not saying he would have been good. I'm just saying I'm just saying he would have been better suited to play in today's NBA. He wasn't gonna survive that. Like there's no way he was gonna survive that. No. No. There's no way. But yeah, he would have been a more effective player in today's game. Right. Yep. All right. Well, uh, one thing I want to add before we get, uh, you know, start to say goodbye for the day. Um, and I, I should have had it in the earlier uh, segment. Um, Oklahoma and Texas are seriously considering moving out of the Big Twelve and into the SEC in a couple of years, which would turn the SEC into like. As if they're not already the premier conference in in college football. I mean, how do you turn a powerhouse into a bigger powerhouse? Hold on, time out. I mean, it's, that's just the minor football league thing. <laughs> like, uh, that's yes. just football. Like, <laughs> they don't even yeah. do they have to even be in the in the college football anymore? They they just. <laughs> And I mean now, and and furthermore, furthermore, what happens to the now? Like, here's the thing: what happens to the Big Twelve? What happens to the Big Twelve if those are the two, you know, premier teams of the Big Twelve? If they jump ship to the SEC, like you're pretty much only gonna have like three power, four power conferences. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say they're. That that means they're not uh what was it Power Five conference whatever it is, right? Yeah, yeah. That that's it. They're not. So down. So then you're down to four. You're down. You're down to four power conferences at that point. Yep. So the Big Twelve I mean, become the big uh, the Big Ten ish. <laughs> the, the small yeah. yeah, I don't. Uh, man, the, the Big Ten South. Yeah, the big time south. <laughs> nah, listen, man, they're gonna have to form a whole new conference, man, or or them other teams gonna join like the American Conference and Conference USA or whatever, because it's it's like college football. And, and mind you, I know I know college basketball is big, but college sports are driven by football. They are. Yeah, yes. The conferences are all driven by football. We saw that with how the Big East fell apart. Because it's all about football. And those teams who will be left in the wake of Oklahoma and Texas leaving, they're going to have to go somewhere. Like, is the Pac-12 going to start gobbling teams up? Is the Big Ten going to start gobbling teams? Like, what's going to happen? Like, and, and, and personally, because I like a little bit of anarchy in sports, I kind of want it to happen. So I can, so we can see what kind of like fallout is gonna come from it. But this is this is gonna be a mess, man. This is gonna be a complete mess. Now, the thing I'm thinking of though is you kind of ruin your chances of getting to the national championship. When, well, oh yeah, yeah. You make it, you make it so that you will definitely be playing Alabama. <laughs> like you know, you kind of want to wait. 
until you have to play Alabama to play them. Well, they're, they're yeah. listen, man. They they talking about they're talking about setting up a a, a larger playoff field. I don't know if it's going to be eight teams. I don't know if it's going to be ten teams. I don't know. But they're talking about setting up a larger playoff format. And, again, if if you, ha- if you only have four power conferences, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know, man. Like, I really, I really don't know. I, I, I thought I knew. Like, I had a linear thought process on this about 25 minutes ago, and now I'm, I'm, I am I'm got nothing. I really got nothing <laughs> at all. Like, I, I man, whatever. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, you guys got anything? You guys got anything you want to uh, add before we get out of here? Uh, yeah, so basically your top 10 is going to come out of that conference. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the whole playoffs is going to be that one conference. Yeah, pretty much. You might as well just call hey. It. No, no, no. It's not hey, like one, yeah. Yeah, you're going to have one team from the ACC and one team from the Big Ten, and then the rest of them is going to be. Yep. Well, I have a proposal. I have a proposal. How about we move Alabama to the AFC East and send the Jets to the SEC? <laughs> <laughs> and the Jets is still going to win two games. <laughs> oh, here goes the day. Here goes the day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Listen, um, John, th- thanks, thanks for coming back, man. Thanks for coming back. Uh, yeah. uh, and yeah, man, it's gonna be, <laughs> listen, yeah, man, it's gonna be, it's gonna be an interesting, uh, it's gonna be an interesting next couple of weeks here on the show. Uh, again, NBA free agency, trade movements, all of that. We'll talk about that, uh, next week and then. We're we're right to the NFL, and I'm 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 looking forward I'm looking forward to uh, training camp opening. I know my wife probably isn't because that means that's more time uh, we're not going to be spending together. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Sadell. Anything you want to add before we get out of here? <laughs> no, nah, man. That's it for me. All right, listen, man. Get get better, man. Get better. I hope you feel better, uh, John. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, man. You you started it. That you started it with that meme you sent on the Jets and the Jeff Bezos thing. So, oh, you know, I've been on I've been on my I've been on my Jets kick for the last couple of days. I think it's I think it's out my system now. I think it is. Yeah, All right, yeah. everybody. Thanks, thanks, thanks for listening. Uh, we will talk to you guys next week. We out of here. Thank you for listening to the Threes on Fire podcast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.